Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Father, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, let us only see Jesus. Not me or anybody else. Let us only see Jesus. And I'll ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. First thing I'm going to do is start off by telling you and announcing that all of my programs that we do, all the women's meetings, are available on my website to download free. And my website is very easy. K D, as in Kathy Davidson, W, as in water, O, as in of, and L, as in life. Kathy Davidson, Water of Life, kdwol.com. They're all there. And there's also the page on radio. We have now on shortwave radio all over the world. We are on the sea broadcasting the World Harvest every antenna we are speaking all over the world and the schedule is on my website we are also on six stations here in the mainland the united states and one of them i just went on last week ktnn the, the um the navajo nation and the reason i wanted on the navajo nation they've got an interesting web uh interesting radio but i requested on purpose midnight Sunday morning. In other words, late, late Saturday night. I requested it on purpose. I am not after, you know, I, I, I told some people that I was going to go back on radio and they said to me, well, there's no money in radio. I said, I'm not after money. I'm not after money. You know who I'm after? I'm after the guy in jail that can't listen to cable or can't listen to the computer, but he's got a radio. I'm after the woman that works third shift in a restaurant, which I used to do, that listens to the radio while she's cooking hamburgers. I'm after the truck drivers. I'm after everybody that's up late, that third shift manufacturing job. That's who I'm after. I want them to hear of the same God that I have, the same God that'll help you in every situation. All right, now, we are gonna begin a new series uh, of, of programs, and but I'm going to begin just like I have. I want us to start, uh, turn to John 10, verse 35. And I want us to read, I'm going to begin in verse 34. Jesus answered the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods? He said, if he called them gods, and this is where I want to get to, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. There is your anchor. There is what you can stand on. There is what you can hang on to when everything else fails. You can hang on to the Word of God. Why? It can't be broken. It will not go away. The Word of God was here before the earth was even made. And the Word of God will be here long after this world is gone. So these words, these words, and this Word of God, this Bible, you can hang on to, you can stand on, you can trust, because they will not fail. 
that can't fail. It's the word of God. All right? And that's what we're going to base everything on. I'm not going to go to any other resources or any other, any other references. We're going to stick to the word of God. Why? Because it won't be broken. It's not a man's opinion. It's the word of God. Now, with that, turn with me to 1 Peter. Here's our goal. Yes. Yes, I used to be a school teacher. Here is our goal. What is our goal? I'm going to begin in 1 Peter 3, verse 1. Likewise, you wives, and that word wives is actually the word women. It's just that in this case, these women have a husband. You wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation, the behavior of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Yeah, we hope we get there. It says, whose adorning, let it be not that outward adorning of the plaiting of the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on of apparel. Notice that does not say you can't wear that or you can't, you can't braid your hair. That does not say that. It says, don't let your adorning be that. Don't let your adorning. Don't let that's what people see is just the way you look. But go to the next verse. But let your adorning be the hidden man of the heart. The hidden man of the heart. That's what we're after. We're after the heart. We're not after the way you look. We're not after the way you act. We're after the heart. And you will find when that heart is fixed, Everything else fixes around it. That's the lovely thing. I have seen God take, I'll give myself an example, someone who didn't look pretty. Oh, if you'd have seen my sixth grade picture. When I got that back from my sixth grade teacher, I took it home and I hid it. And I cried. Oh, Lord, I had buck teeth. And I was one ugly duckling. In fact, you know, I'll share with you this. That's what God can do. He can take the ugly ducklings and he make them adorning the, the heart to where it shows up on the face. It shows up on the face. That's what, that's what the hidden heart will do. All right? It says, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek, and a quiet spirit. In the sight of God, look at this, a meek and a quiet spirit. A meek and a quiet spirit. And why? Which is in the sight of God, of great price. You see what God's after in a woman? Look at that which is in the sight of God of great price. If you look that up in the Amplified, it says very precious. And if you look that up in the NIV, it means of great worth, great price. You see what God's after in you? A meek and a mild spirit, which to him is a great price. Now, we don't start out with a meek and a mild spirit. If, you know, I, I tell you what, I've met him. I, you know, I had an aunt, meek, mild, I mean, quiet spirit. I won't say meek, but quiet spirit. But if something happened and the button gets pushed, 
the meek and the mild spirit blows. Right? You know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insert a testimony here, a story. I was a school teacher for about 10 years. And my last six, seven years, I taught down here in Texas. And we had a, a child in a, in a school district near us that they, they were having issues with. The child wasn't learning, but they knew he was capable. And he was a behavior problem. And they really didn't understand why. And they were trying to work with the kid. They were, you know, giving him time out and all this kind of stuff. It was a behavior problem. Well, one day in the cafeteria, the child was eating, and a, another child on the other side of the table reached over and grabbed his cupcake and took it. And this child leaped across the table and just beat up the kid. And they took him down to the principal's office, and they, they just don't understand why. Well, the counselor got involved. And you know what they found out? You know why that child attacked the other student for taking his cupcake? Because that was going to be the only meal that child had that day. That was his only meal. There was no money in this house. His parents were not there. That child had needs. That child had hurts. And so the counselor, when they found that out, you know what the counselor did? He made sure that child ate. He made sure that they had clothes and that he had a place to go. And he took care of his needs. And you know what happened after they took care of the child's needs? He ended up being a lovely child. A lovely student. A meek and a mild spirit is what God's after. But we are going to get there by getting the needs met. We're going to do it the opposite way of we think. We think, well, I'm going to show you how to be meek and mild. No. We're going to go back to that heart. And we're going to deal with the heart. And we're going to take care of the needs and the hurts in the heart. And when we do that, you will find a meek and a mild spirit that's in God's eyes of great price. And you know why it's great price? Because God made a great price to get you there. To get you there. He is not, he does, he knows what your needs are. He knows what your hurts are. Did you know that? I didn't. I didn't. Turn with me. I wasn't going to do this, but I am going to. Turn to Jeremiah 8. And I'm going to read the last two verses. This is God speaking. He and Jeremiah are going back and forth. And God's telling him what he's going to do with the Jews. Actually, I want you to go to, um, let's see. Let's go to, let's go to verse 10. Because this explains why. He says, this is God speaking. Therefore, I will give their wives unto others and their fields to them that shall inherit them. 
This is talking about the Jews in Israel. For every one of them, from the least even to the greatest, is given to covetousness. From the prophet even unto the priest, everyone deals falsely. He's talking about his own people. But notice the next verse. For they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly. Slightly. Do you see here that God knows that a woman has hurts? Men have hurts too, but we're talking to women today. He's saying here he knows a woman has hurts. Do you see that he's also saying that's why they do some of the things they do? Because they've got hurts. Now, if you go to the last two verses in that chapter, it says, for the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. Do you see what God just said? For the hurt of the daughter of my people, and we are his people, I'm hurt. God's hurt. He said, I am black. Astonishment has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Do you see God cares about your hurts? You know what? You're going to find the extent of God that God cares for you. Go with me to John 12. This was not the God that I was taught. This was not the God that I met in, in, in denominational church. Now, I met, I met God on top of a doghouse, talking to him as a child. That God had some compassion, but the one that I learned in church didn't, and I couldn't figure out why they didn't match. It's because the church can't read. They can't read. Remember what I said? The word of God cannot be broken. Cannot be broken. So these words cannot change. Now, John 12, I'm going to go to verse uh, 46. And this is Jesus speaking. He said, I am come a light unto the world, that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. Jesus, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth in me shall not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. Now look at this next. For, these words can't be broken. These words are forever. These words are from everlasting to everlasting. They cannot change. They can't change. So no matter how you feel, these words won't change. Now look at these words. For I came not to judge the world. I came not to judge the world. I didn't come to judge you. Do you see that? Jesus said, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Put that on a postcard and stick it on your refrigerator. I didn't come to judge you. I came to save you. I didn't come to judge you. I came to save you. Then what is that voice you hear all the time that's judging you? It's not Jesus. 
It's not Jesus. Remember the woman that committed adultery? Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Do you remember the woman that was a sinner washing his feet? Jesus said, Jesus said uh, love much, forgiven much. That's our Savior. That is the Word of God. Not what you hear in another building. Not what you hear on, the, on, on, on other TV stations and other radio stations. We're only going to look at the Word of God. We're not going to look at any man's opinion. The Word of God here says, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. So he knows your situation. And he came to save it. He didn't come to make it worse. He didn't come to judge you. There is a judgment, and you'll see in the next verse, it says, if any man, uh, he said, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words has one that judges him. The words that I spoke. But you know what? We go to Jesus, and those words won't judge us. Why? Because he came to save us. He came to save us. Isn't that beautiful? You know, I had a, I had a, a, a situation, a test, uh, um, back in the 19, it was about 1980, I think it was 79 or 80. I was getting ready to graduate from college. I was getting ready to go out in the world, and, and I was living in an apartment with a couple roommates. I was putting myself through college. I mean, money was tight, 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 tight. But God always provided, but, but it was tight. I mean, there was, I tell you what, you college students, I, I, I didn't really, I would, I would get a date for Friday night because that would take care of Friday night's dinner. And then I would ask for a doggy bag when we left so that that would take care of Sunday's dinner. And then I'd get another date for Saturday night to take care of Saturday night's dinner. You know, I was the dumbest kid on the block. But that's, that's how tight things were. And I remember I was dating somebody. By this time, I was dating somebody for a couple years. And I thought it was going to be serious. And I remember one day, he was in a job. He was out of school the whole bit. And I'm finishing up. And no, wait a minute. I was teaching. Excuse me. I was teaching. So I had my first teaching job. So it had to be 1980. So anyway, he calls me up and he says, I, we, you know, we can't go out this weekend because I've got to fly to Detroit and something, something, you know. He was in a job that he would fly around every once in a while. So I said, no problem. And, uh, you know, I'll stay home. I don't, I don't care. I don't mind. I was living alone. Anyway, I, then right after that, I found out my parents are going to go visit my grandparents. Well, I hadn't seen them in a while. I said, well, I'll go with you. So I go to my parents' house and I get in the van. They had a, we had a big van. And I rode with them to my grandparents' house. On the way to my grandparents' house, we happened to pass this man's uh, parents' house within a mile. And we were coming from Ohio down to about Pittsburgh, and they were about halfway. And it just so happened that the highway was going about a mile from his parents' house. When we got there, I looked up at his parents' house, and the next thing I see, I see him. I know the car. I know what he wears. He doesn't have a suit on. And I realize I've been lied to. And I realize it's not good. I've had those kind of relationships. And I remember I looked and I watched for a couple minutes. I didn't say anything to my parents. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to get them involved. And, and I'm watching him drive, and he's driving off into a direction that's nowhere going to the airport. And I laid back down, I laid down into my parents' van so my parents couldn't see me. I laid back in the back seat. 
And I was crying. And I thought, here we go again. What am I going to do now? And out of my heart came a, a, a very interesting thing. I said, I, I, I talked to myself. I said, what, Kathy, is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And out of my heart came, God, you said you love me, but I don't see it. I don't feel it, and I don't believe it. Isn't that an interesting thing to say when, when the boyfriend's off doing whatever? But that's what was at the base of my heart. I didn't see, and I didn't believe, and I couldn't feel that God loved me. Well, guess what? The word of God cannot be broken. Turn with me to John 3. I'm going to begin in verse 13. This is Jesus speaking. He said, No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's Jesus talking about the crucifixion. He's telling him right there, even in John 3, this early, in the, in the book of John, he's saying, I'm going to the cross. He said that the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 16. Oh, you read it on the baseball caps. You read it in, the, in sports. You read it everywhere. But you know what? If it's not ministered to you by the Spirit of God, it won't help you. Well, today, by the Spirit of God, in a word that cannot be broken. It can't change. You can't change it no matter what you feel like. The word says, for God so loved the world. For God so loved you. For God so loved you. I remember the day I was in Frisco 20 years later, what, 15 years later, and I'm vacuuming. And God spoke to me, for God so loved the world. And for the first time ever, I felt the love of God. And I just broke into pieces. Do you know that he understands your hurts? He understands your weaknesses. He understands your screw-ups. He understands your mess. And he so loved you anyway. He sent his son for you. That was the only way he could help you. You know, I've heard lots of preachers talk about the uh, Moses and, and at, the, at the river, uh, you know, at the Red Sea and, and, and how, we, how we can do that and, and uh, Elijah and the fire coming down and how we can do that and the mantle and the, and the double portion and all that kind of, you know what, none of it fixes anything. It doesn't fix it. It's a good word and it makes you feel good for about 10 minutes, but it doesn't fix it. But these words, these words will fix it. For God so loved you, he sent his son, he sent his only begotten son, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. There it is again. He didn't come to condemn you. He said, but that the world through him might be saved. Saved. You know that word in John 12 about Jesus saving, he came to save the world. That's the word sozo. The word right here, that the world might be saved, that's the Hebrew word, I mean the Greek word sozo. Do you know sozo means anything you need? It doesn't mean just being born again and getting your tush in heaven. It means being rescued. It means being healed. It means being delivered. It means being fed. It means having having healing, having welfare, whatever you need. If you need clothes, sozo covers getting some clothes. It means if you don't have any food to feed your family, sozo means getting the food there to feed your family. God is able. He is able. Oh, he walked me through this. I saw this God feed my family when there was no food. I saw God pay my bills when there was no money. I saw God deliver me from insanity when I couldn't help myself. That is the love of God. That is why God loves us. He will meet us anywhere. Why? Because he didn't come to condemn us. He came to save you. He came to save you. He was angry with his prophets and, and priests back in the time of the Hebrews because they wouldn't fix the hurt of his daughters. He's here to fix yours. And the priest couldn't do it, so what'd he do? He sent his only son to get it done. He sent his only son to get it done. And he's gonna get it done. He will get it done. If you will come with me, if you will follow with me, if you will believe these words, if you will put your heart into it, he will fix you. He fixed me. To this point, well, we got a lot more fixing to go, but to this point, he has fixed me to where, you know what? The storm can be raging. The kids aren't talking to you. There's no money. The, this one's mad at you. You might lose your job. You know what? You can stand. You can stand. That meek and mild spirit. You know who that meek and mild spirit comes from? You know who has the meek and mild spirit in you? Jesus. What did Jesus say? Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden. Come unto me. I am meek and lowly in heart. Come unto me. Come to me and I'll fix it. I'll fix it. It. And he fixes it. Oh, he fixes it. Even when we're doing it, going through correction. You know why God corrects? Because he loves you. Because he loves you. He said those he loves, he corrects. It's a lot easier to take that grievous correction when you know God's doing it because he loves you. He loves us. 
He loves us. One more verse. I want us to go to Romans 5. That's the first thing we're talking about today, that the word of God cannot be broken and God loves you. God loves you. The word cannot change. You can't change it. Your feelings won't change it. Your situation cannot change the word of God. The word of God says God so loved you. You. And, and Romans 5 verse 8. But God commended his love toward us. He said, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But God commendeth his love toward us. You know that word commended means to prove, to show, to prove to you he loved you. How does he prove to us he loved us? He sent Jesus when you were at your worst. That's when he saved you. Not when you were trying to clean up your act. He sent Jesus when you liked being a sinner. When you were practicing being a sinner. When you wanted to be an expert at sinning. That's when he sent Jesus. Even when you didn't want him. Even when you didn't ask for it. That's when he sent Jesus. Why? For God loved you. For God loved you. For God loved you. And he loves you still. He loves you still. That's why you're hearing this. That's why you're hearing this. One more thing, real quick. We're going to go back to John 3. How do we get started in this? How do we begin? You want to get your hurts healed. You want to get the you want to get your broken heart healed. You want to get the rejection out. You want to get where you know that you know that you know that you can trust in this word. How do you start? It says it here in John 3. I'm going to begin in verse 3. Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. He is speaking to a ruler and a religious leader of the Jews. And Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus, the ruler, the, the religious leader, said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's what your parents did when they had you. It said, And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. You must be born again. How do you begin? You become born again. You get that meek and gentle spirit of Jesus in you. That meek and gentle spirit that can rip the head off the devil spirit in you. That's how you start. How are you born again? It's, it's simple. Thank God he made it simple. You go to Jesus and you say, Jesus. What do you mean go to Jesus? I mean... Just open your mouth and start talking. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're dressed up as. It doesn't matter if you're in a bar. There are some beautiful people in the bars. You say, Jesus, come into my heart. Become Lord of my life. I believe that you died, were buried, and raised again for me. 
I ask you to come into my heart now. You know what? Your prayer just got answered. Your prayer just got answered. Jesus said, if you ask, if you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. That's a promise. And the word of God cannot be broken. Amen. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. We're going to see some real changes. You know, the, um, the biggest miracles are the ones that happen in the heart. And they're the, you know, you, you, you can get that miracle where the money comes. You can get, you can get that miracle where you're healed. And, and, and they, you know, they, 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 they last for a little bit, but it's that heart. It's that miracle of the heart. That's the real change. And that's what God's after. Obviously, that's what he's after. Trust me, as much as I've dealt with this this week, that's what God was after. Amen? Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.